Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner Podcast. Happy Monday. I hope everyone's having a great start to their week. This week, I thought we could just go over some important milestones when assessing a child or when working with children. So today, I'm going to be talking about social play milestones and object play milestones, because both social and object play are both really important parts that we're going to want to look at when we are working with little kids. So before I begin, just as a refresher, like why do we care about play? Why is play so important? So first and foremost, play is symbolic in nature. So it goes hand in hand with language development. So if a child's play skills are lagging, then it's likely that their language is also lagging. Their social skills might be lagging because not only do they learn through play, but play and language is so intertwined. So when Anna D SLP came on my podcast, previously she shared and I think it's a great way to think about it is that often when kids are around the one word stage in their language so they're using one word to request to comment things like that um so they might say milk for want milk or more milk then we're seeing one step in their play so they might be like feeding the baby or they might be doing one thing like pushing the car But when kids start combining words, which we usually want to see around 24 months or earlier, when they start combining words together, we're actually seeing a growth in their play skills as well. So in their play development, we're going to be seeing multiple sequences in their play now, not just one sequence. So both of these support each other. Their language supports their play. Their play supports their language. So it's really important to take a look at play on top of that. Play is real life for kids. That is where you want to be examining them. Like it's not like little kids are um, even in school yet necessarily, but when they're really little, what do they do all day? They play. And so that's what they're doing. We want to see how that's, how that's going. This is how they're spending all their time. Is it developing? Is it changing? Is it evolving? What type of level is it at? Is it complex or are they a little bit behind there? We're going to want to look because this is a very big skill for them that they're learning. And on top of that, when they do enter preschool or kindergarten, it's going to be really challenging if their play skills are behind their peers because play is very social in nature and that's how they can form connections. And it could lead to a lot of challenges for them if they are having a lot of difficulties with a lot of difficulties with play. On top of all of that, just of course, play is so motivating for kids. That's how they're going to learn. So we want to meet them where they're at in that we want to play with them to support them and work on their goals. And a lot of that's going to be through play with little ones. So it's important to know the level of play they're at. And it's important to know what play they're, we're working towards for them to move towards that. Okay. So I thought first I'll start with social play milestones. Social play is when children of similar ages interact and play with each other. This is very important um, in their child development generally and their emerging emerging language and social skills. So I'm going to walk you through six stages of play. So with social play, there's like six main stages. First is what we call unoccupied play. So that's birth to three months. So children in this stage are observing anything of temporary interest, and if there's nothing happening of interest, they will just play with their own bodies. So they'll move around, they'll kind of sit in one spot, they'll move their arms. They're very focused on what's the here and now, and they'll occupy themselves if there is nothing right in front of them. So that is unoccupied play, birth to three months. Next, they're going to be moving towards 
solitary, independent play. And this is birth to two years. So it's quite a big um, range. So solitary, independent play is when a child plays alone with different toys than children in their vicinity, and they don't really attempt to engage with others. So it's important to recognize that it's different toys. They're not necessarily playing with the same toys. They're more playing on their own with different toys than children nearby. And they're really just focused on kind of their own thing and what they're doing when they're, when they're really quite young. Then we are entering onlooker behavior. So that is around 24 months onlooker behavior. And this is when they start spending time watching groups of children and they don't necessarily enter the play, but they might talk um, and ask questions of the child that's being, that they're observing. So they might, they're very aware of it. So we're really seeing a spike in their awareness of the kids around them. And then right around there, right after that 24 month range, then parallel play emerges, which we've all heard of parallel play. So this is when a child is playing with toys similar to those. So it's same toys, similar to those of the children next to them, though the toys and the use of the toys is independent and the child won't necessarily try to attempt to influence the other children in any way. They won't necessarily tell them what to do, but they're playing together. So for example, they might all have cars and they're going up and down ramps. They're looking at each other and they're playing with the same toys, but they're not necessarily interacting in an organized manner. Um, this is quite different from solitary independent play, which is an earlier milestone where the child's playing with different toys. So they're not necessarily all playing with cars together on the ground. So you can remember that it's unoccupied play. So they're very on their own. They're, they're just seeing what's in the here and now. Then we move to solitary independent play. So they're playing with toys and they're um, not necessarily the same as the other kids. And then right before parallel play emerges, we see that onlooker behavior. And that's when they're really checking out the other kids around them. And then we're going to see parallel play emerge. And that's when they're going to be playing with the same toys as the other kids. Okay, so between three and four years, this is when we start seeing associate play. So... Children in this stage are actively playing with other kids. So they're talking about a common activity. They're engaging with the toys in a very similar manner. The activities are not organized. We don't see like a plot and very an organized manner in which they're playing, but they are playing with others and they're talking about the same thing together. And then around four, so right when we're seeing them kind of enter into kindergarten, that's when we see cooperative play. So cooperative play is when children play in a group, it's very organized, and it's typically with one or two children in charge, and each person has their own goal, and they have a purpose to fulfill the goal, So, um, or each child has a different purpose to fulfill, to fulfill a common goal. So cooperative play, you can think like, okay, that's right around for the four-year mark, and then the associate play, that's right before then. So it's all building on each other. You can see it slowly build upon each other, and um. It's important that once they get around that four-year mark when they're in kindergarten, play is quite complex at this stage. Like that's pretty complicated that they have a leader and they're talking and it's more organized and there's a group. So so we're wanting to be aware of this when we're seeing a child. So if we see a three-year-old and he is actually more at the solitary independent play, we're going to be a little concerned because he should definitely be at the parallel play stage by then. So those are the milestones for social play. All right, now we're going to talk about objects play. So we talked about social play, but it's also important to not just consider how they're playing with others, but how are they playing with the toys? So first, we're seeing sensory motor exploratory play, ages two to four months, 
And this is when kids are touching and examining objects. So they might be looking, feeling, holding, licking, banging, rubbing, and throwing. So this is between the ages of two to four months, and it's called sensory motor exploratory play. Around five months, and this kind of goes from five to 10 months, we see relational non-functional play. So this is when children relate more than one object in a way that people don't usually do. So we're thinking five to 10 months, okay? So they might be stacking, bumping blocks, touching blocks, pushing two things together, banging two things together. They're also holding multiple objects. So this is key because when they're younger, it's usually one hand, but now they're holding two things together and they might push them together. Um, And they're also offering and accepting things from people. So if someone tries to hand them something, they they will receive it between five to 10 months. Okay, now we're moving on to functional, conventional play. So that sounds, um, or it means kind of exactly how it sounds, functional play. So this is when children relate more than one object in a way that's functional and conventional. So this is between 10 to 12 months, right around that first word, which makes sense because as I talked about, like usually when they're doing more functional symbolism in their play, that's actually right around the time that they're probably going to be starting to use one words um, or one word phrases and their words are increasing at this time. So some examples would be stirring a spoon in a bowl, holding a doll, pushing a toy car, kissing a teddy bear, things like that. So it's one step and it's functional, functional play. This is different than between five to 10 months when it's more relational, non-functional. So you can even just take out the relational and just think about it. Non-functional play, it's not functional at all. And it's something people wouldn't normally do, but it is a part of their development. But around 10 to 12 months, we're going to want to see it become more functional. And you can think about that. That's right around their one word stage. So that's when we're going to be wanting to see more symbolism develop. Okay. So to end off our object play, we're going to dive into symbolic play, pretend play. So this type of play involves a child using something as a symbol for something else. And this type of play is the most complex. So it actually, there's lots of different stages of symbolic play. Um, Okay. So between 12 to 18 months, so right after the functional conventional stage, they might be doing things like pretending to sleep, pretending to drink from a cup. So they're trying to do something. They're pretending to drink from a cup. They're pretending to sleep. They understand that it's just a symbol. They're not really doing it. Right around 18 to 24 months, and this is, once again, right around that two-word stage, they might pretend, um, they might press a phone against a doll's ear, put a doll to sleep. They're pretending like a banana is a phone, the classic example of that. And then um, 24 to 30 months, we're really seeing the sequences develop. This is when they should definitely be past the two-word stage. We're seeing them pretend to hold an imaginary phone and speak into it. We're seeing them pretend to sleep in an imaginary bed. We're seeing them pressing a play phone against a doll's ear and pretending to speak for the doll. We're seeing them play house, so laying out food, pretend there's a kitchen, cooking. So it's quite complex. So really, it starts with just very simple, kind of pretending to sleep, pretending to drink, all the way up to when they're right around that two-word stage, we should be seeing quite complex symbolic play. So I hope that this was helpful and interesting for you. You're probably, a lot of SLPs are, are out there are very familiar with this. If there's parents, then this might be new, but it's always nice to have a refresher on milestones and play is, I think, one of the most important milestones when you're working with children to be very aware of because 
not a lot of people are examining play skills. So we really are one of the few specialists in that area examining this and we don't want to miss anything and we want to support them. And the best way we can support them is if we're aware of their play skills and where they need help and where they're doing quite well. So some resources. Anna DSLP, if you subscribe to her website, Anna has some nice information on play. She's very play-based SLP. So she has some free handouts if you subscribe to her website. Um, So I always give those to parents as well. I think it's really helpful. She has a helpful play questionnaire, things like that. I recommend you do that. I also have a blog post on object play milestones and social play milestones. So if you're like, okay, I just want to be able to read this, then I'm going to link that in the description below and you can click the links and then you can get some more information there. And yeah, with that, I hope you guys have an awesome week. Please take a minute or two and rate and review the podcast. And I will see you next Monday.